0: Hello and welcome to the premiere debate show on the Introwebs called Test Your Might. This is going to be episode 89. We are a video game debate show if you haven't heard. Um, And we're going to be talking about a few things this week. One, a huge GTA 6 leak uh, done by a hacker apparently. And also, we're going to have an awesome, awesome classic PC game versus debate later on. But first, let me introduce the panel. I've got one other person today. One other. My brother the shenaniment himself, Cicero
1: Holmes, the Mafia Lord. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Justin. Say hi to your mother for me. Uh, you got to introduce yourself, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, this
0: is the duck, if you didn't know. Uh, thank you, Cicero. I, I totally just, you know, that's my modesty. Uh, the duck is here. Uh, going to be versing ac- across the uh, interweb here against Cicero Holmes. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to get it today. Uh the way that this works when we only have two people is you get to let us know who won those yes. debates. So uh, yes. make sure you leave a comment down below on the YouTube or on, or on the podcast Catcher of Choice. Let us know what you thought and who won. Or if you had a different idea, go ahead. We're on everything. YouTube, of course, you know, hit all the things. Uh, we're trying to get to that hundred just so we can get that custom link. But yeah, uh, seeing a lot of feedback. Lots of people are viewing our stuff. More people than usual. So let's keep it up. Tell a there friend. You go. Let them know. Yeah. Uh, we got a little bit of housekeeping. Number one, the Rings of Power episode three review is out. Uh, that's the third episode of Rings of Power. And the fourth should be out Friday, which is maybe like three days from when you're listening to this or less. Uh, and yeah, that's really the only housekeeping today. Uh, we've got <laughs> the question of the week uh, getting to know a series, continuing, of course. Not game-related, but Mm. what is your favorite author of all time? Uh, Cicero, you go
1: ahead. Uh, Favorite author of all time uh, has to be my man, Timothy Zahn. He is responsible for kind of like the resurgence or like, yeah, I, I I guess I would call it the resurgence of the whole um, Star Wars in the, in the late nineties prior to the prequels. Uh, Mm -hmm. He created uh, these three books that introduced uh, the Star Wars universe to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, They were heir to the empire. uh, Something else, something else. They were really (laughs) good. They were incredibly, uh, like just really well done, super descriptive, very entertaining books. Um mm-hmm. and they created a whole new uh subgenre in the Star Wars universe. And I personally I I, I want to believe that they were part of the reason that uh that the prequels were made and that Disney wound up buying Star Wars. Uh so uh thank you Timothy Zahn. He's also written some other really, really good books. Uh if you're a fan of Halo, I highly recommend the Cobra trilogy. Um Very, very, very good uh, series of books uh, by Timothy Zahn. Um, Super good. I really like that. dude. I love how you brought video games into it, even though uh,
0: it wasn't a video game question. That's great. I like it Uh, for myself, a little bit less uh, video game related. I don't believe so. And I would love to see it happen, but I don't think so. Uh, Definitely movie related. My favorite author, if you know me, is a horror book author. And that would be Stephen King. Uh, one, of, one of my childhood greats, uh, and I shouldn't have been reading it as a child, but I was. And uh, not a very good ending writer, but good storyteller. Uh, he definitely knows how to draw you in and immerse you into the worlds of Maine or wherever else you're at. Uh, yeah, Stephen King. Look forward to seeing everything he ever makes. And when a new book comes out, I usually grab it. So, uh, yeah, let's get into what have we been playing. Uh, I myself, not that much, honestly. I have delved into Dreamlight Valley a lot more. Uh, that's kind of been my go-to for my relaxation time. Uh, it is continuing to surprise me. A Animal Crossing-like with IP that I love. And much, I, I would say much better gameplay than Animal Crossing. And I know that's going to hmm. cause some flack. But they they do a lot of stuff that really um, streamlined the gameplay. Of this of this kind of simulation world, do your daily tasks and help people out, uh which is good, and a lot of people are playing it as well, apparently, it's got a million v- players within the first week or something like that uh it's It's doing good
1: over show yeah, I did it <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah so i I actually haven't been playing anything new. Um if you if you've been listening for the last few weeks then then you kind of already know what I've been playing uh a little MLB The Show I've been playing uh a little bit of Madden uh 23 uh and I've been playing Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. Uh so um yeah, I just uh like yeah, I haven't really had a lot of time for gaming, so I haven't had a, had time to really discover anything new. Um and really kind of sink my teeth in into a new game. So uh, those are the games that have been occupying my time when I've had time to game this
0: week. Yeah, I forgot to mention I still am on the grind of Rocksmith Plus. Uh, oh yeah, they they came out with some new tracks. Uh, one of them, uh, being Superman, like the old Superman mm-hmm. game game song from Tony Hawk. You know it. I'm blanking right. on the name of the band, but uh, definitely good.
1: Boom, 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 boom.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. Uh they're releasing a lot of stuff very regularly and uh still streamlined gameplay. Looks great and you're learning. So that's what matters. Uh yeah. You got some more dubs on Full Guys though?
1: Uh yes, I got a couple of dubs. There's a new mode now that's kind of like um oh crap, I just I just forgot the name of the game where you're driving and you're playing soccer. Um Rocket League. Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah, I don't okay. know why I forgot about that. But yeah, there's so Fall Guys is having you play um uh, kind of like Rocket League. You get two giant uh soccer balls uh and you've got to put them in the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh and you you start out with a, up to 32 players and you got to go down to uh I think it's down to three squads. It's a whole tournament thing. You okay. gain game points. Uh so that's one of the ga- new game modes. Uh, there's a new space game mode. Uh, so there's there's uh, some cool stuff in Fall guys.
0: Yeah. Always improving, adding more stuff. That's what you can ask for from a service game, yeah. right? Cough, cough, yeah. halo. Uh, <laughs> On to news. Uh, big, big, big story. Uh, GTA 6 gameplay footage leak. Almost 60 minutes of gameplay footage uh, was leaked, apparently, by a hacker. Uh, and it showed, well, actually, almost 90 minutes of gameplay, to be honest. Right. Uh, a lot of it was very buggy, all kind of like running tests. It was all behind the catalog, not finished product at all. Uh, did you get a chance to look at any of it, Cicero? Uh,
1: very little. Um, uh, like I, I, I kinda, I kinda paid more attention to the scuttlebutt, um, (laughs) and, and not, and not really the footage because I knew that the footage was going to be super early and not representative of really anything. Mm-hmm. um that the game is going to be when it finally comes out in 2031 but now it probably won't come out until 2032 thanks to this leaker um what about what about you justin did you did you see any of it did you what did you think of it you know what you of what you did see
0: you know uh confirmed female protagonists uh okay part part of the play playthrough that i watched uh which was okay you know it looked good it looked like gta uh some vibes of payday in there uh with robbing a waffle house uh it you know it it looked like gta in a new setting definitely buggy and testing everything you saw lots of scripting on the screen most of the time uh but yeah it, it's kind of kind of sad because we knew it was going to take a while and be a while before we played the actual finished product but now uh I believe you said that they scrapped a lot of that content because of Yeah, the leak. well, I
1: I mean, I I think proof that the leak was genuine is the fact that Rockstar has come out and said um, you know, basically which, you know, makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh that they've whatever whatever you saw is now removed. So we're going to start from the drawing board. And we're going to start from Jeez. from ground zero and and rebuild it. Um because and I you know, and I understand that from, from Rockstar's perspective, right? They they take forever with these games because every time they come out with one of these games that that take years and years and years mm-hmm. to develop and, and you know hundreds of millions of dollars to develop, they're innovating and pushing the entire industry forward with yes. with with the things that they include in their games. And the last thing that they want is for some of that stuff to leak to, uh, you know, not only to the public, but more importantly to their competitors who can take take some of those innovations and do something uh, probably less grandiose, yeah. but, but something that can be completed more quickly and just maybe added to a game that's already in development, right? And then by the time uh, GTA 6 comes out, in 2031 whatever that little piece of innovation was it's it's now you know either obsolete or you know it, it doesn't it doesn't feel as avant-garde because it was stolen from them and used in some you know in some mm-hmm. uh lesser way in in some other game yeah or several yeah. games
0: you know it, it's it's interesting for sure uh that they came out and said that uh definitely proves legitimacy towards the leak itself uh i i know that if it was a hacker that's that's shame on them number one uh and, and i don't think that rockstar should take that very kindly uh because this is one this is really rockstar's big hit every 10 years you know or over 15 right. years uh, this is this is the innovation game this is rockstar 5 on the xbox 360 which blew us away uh right you know this is something that they really care about and it's kind of like they need to hold it close to their chest so uh, i'm sure they'll get to the bottom of it find out where where it came from and uh you know person will be persecuted or tried for it uh for sure yeah uh
1: yeah i mean you know uh, the the business part of that right like how however that information was disseminated to the public mm-hmm. um the business part of that will'll we'll get resolved, and you know um that's gonna be a lot less uh sexy than than <laughs> um than you know than the leak itself and and kind mm-hmm. of the 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 conversation surrounding the leak uh but but all of that stuff will get resolved uh from from a corporate standpoint because they're they're way too big um and they wait they make way too much money. And uh, you know this game, uh, this IP is way too important for them not to get to the absolute bottom of it all and and discover uh, who, what, when, where, and why.
0: Right? Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, you've got uh, like you said the or the bottle, the, the everyone scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt. Yeah, the scuttlebutt, freaking out about it on Twitter and everywhere and saying it looks like garbage. It doesn't look good. This is pre-game yeah. footage. This is yeah, yeah. well, well before any polishing ever takes right. place. This is testing yeah. and bugging. You have script messages on the screen and bug script. It, it's, it's not something yeah. that you're gonna criticize for a finished product. That's for sure.
1: You know, uh, uh, <laughs> a a cake a cake looks like crap when you just have the when you just crack the egg in there and it's just batter and egg in a bowl, right? Like, duh. You know, I mean, once we, you
0: start mixing, it, it turns into right. like brownie mix or cake mix and you're right exactly
1: then then you're like oh okay i can kind of see what's going on here um Mm -hmm. but you know like judging judging a like you get a car and there's there's no doors or anything there's no shell on it it's just seats and a wheel and wheels and a motor and you're like "Mm, i don't know if i like the look of that car right (laughs) yeah no duh You know, I didn't buy a a dune
0: buggy, you know,
1: right. That's the (laughs) equivalent of what we saw. What we got to see was what we got to see was was a car with a with with a steering wheel and and seats and Mm -hmm. a motor and and someone was driving it around, but there were no doors. There was no roof. No, you know, quarter panels, no anything. There was no frame, no anything.
0: No stereo. And,
1: right, right, nothing. <laughs> and and you're like, oh, eh, that car looks like crap. You know what's Look, funny, though? I've just, seen better looking cars. <laughs> if we
0: take this back to, like xbox or xbox 360 days ps1 ps2 days and we saw that footage we'd be like this looks Ooh. like heaven right we'd be right. drooling over Ooh. it by what it looks like but it's just the standards now in the in right, the
1: right. It's just well, that know, bar's been raised
0: so much by rockstar uh yeah. that's what it is you i think know, we it, tackled if, that one though if,
1: if yeah if you if uh you know by the same token if you if you took a uh i don't know a geo metro i don't know uh like a Hyundai accent, whatever the, 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 the bummiest car of today is and you gave it to, you know, uh, Henry Ford in 1918, <laughs> carriage and buggy, he'd be like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it can travel a hundred miles. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But it's not electric. Can you imagine? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, right.
0: Uh, yeah. On to the next story. Uh, that's, that's funny. Uh Sony PSVR games won't be backwards compatible with PSVR two. Uh do you have a PSVR because right. I do. Uh
1: yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So so PSVR games won't be on PSVR two.
0: Yeah. Huh. They won't be backwards compatible with the new system. So I have a catalog of like maybe ten or fifteen games at the most. Okay. Uh, on your PSVR? On my original PSVR. Yeah, not the PSVR 2. Don't have that yet. Uh right. And I understand, you know, not being able to technically, like from a technical standpoint, play those on a new system. Sure, I understand that. But it's not helping Sony at all by saying that. By, by just, hey, y'all, we're going to raise the price of the system. Hey, this is probably going to be more expensive. Hey, you're going to have to... Buy a brand new VR headset because those other games, you can't bring those with on this trip that you're going to take. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. It, it's hard to, it's a hard pill to swallow because when you spend that much money, you want to be able to look at Xbox and play anywhere. You want to be able to bring that catalog with. Obviously, you bought it on the last gen console. Uh, it hasn't been like, you know, it's not like PlayStation 1 games coming over, which they are still trying to do. Uh, it, it's tough. It's a hard pill to swallow. What do you think, Sizra? Uh, this is inexcusable to me.
1: Um, that that uh, the the PSVR games are, are won't or, or PSVR two won't have backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. That I mean, it, it, it's it's really inexcusable, right? Because uh, we've already uh, besides the fact that you know, besides there are there are lots of reasons that this this makes no sense but the first of which is that sony has already established a precedent in this console generation by allowing ps4 games to be, be playable on your ps5 right so you have already told me that i can bring my peripherals from the ps2 from the ps4 to the mm-hmm. ps5 i can use a uh, i can use my dual shock controller um I can do all of those things. I can play these these games from the previous generation. But now you're going to tell me I I I spent all this money on this niche device that uh is you know, it was proprietary and niche, but then and now you're going to make a new proprietary niche device, but I can't play that's the same thing just more advanced, but I'm not going to be able to play those games on the new device. Mm-hmm. Right so I still have to hold on to this old device if I still really enjoy those those particular games. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um one that you know for that reason. Another reason that it doesn't make a lot of sense is most of these games, most of the games that are available on the PSVR are games that exist on other platforms that have controls uh setups that are very similar to what the PSVR 2 is going to be. So, why can't Sony figure out a way to either get the uh, get the code or the the you know you know the mapping configurations, whatever it is, however it is that they coded those games for the for the PSVR, figure out how they were coded for other VR systems. And, and redo those games, you know, whatever it takes in order to get that stuff to work on the PSVR 2. Um, or, you know, or just add another option in there for PSVR 2. Because those games, you know, many of those games, the Super Hots, the uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew, and all, you know, those types of games, they were they were only mapped to the PSVR. They weren't purposeful. Purpose built to Mm -hmm. work with the PSVR and the Move controllers and all that other stuff. Um, But even games that were, matter of fact, specifically games that were purpose built for the PSVR and for the Move controllers, um, should be uh, games that Sony should have an interest in updating and allowing you to play on PSVR too. Um, Because again, This is so the the technology from the PSVR is two generations old because it was, you know, that that uh, that particular piece of hardware was initially sold with the PS3 um, and and carried over onto the PS4. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now on the PS5, you should allow all of that stuff to come over and and have those experiences so people can appreciate the differences between the PSVR and the PSVR 2 and brand new experiences. Uh, it makes no sense. Yeah. None none whatsoever. It's inexcusable. Yeah, I understand
0: uh, not wanting to use the move controllers, but the new controllers track your movement of your hands much better than the move controllers did. Right. Uh, so why wouldn't you just put the same footage of the game up there on the headset and allow the move control the new controllers to use the movement. It it is it's boggling. And it and it definitely, you know, not only it, VR is still a niche for a lot of people. Uh, and this is only gonna hinder that for PlayStation in particular.
1: Right. Uh-huh. And 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 the other, you know, really the other thing about this is uh Sony hasn't really come out and said why it's not, right? Mm-hmm. They just said PS, they said quote. PSVR games are not compatible with PSVR 2 uh, because PSVR 2 is designed to deliver a truly next-generation VR experience. Yep. But isn't the PlayStation 5 also designed to give a truly next-generation experience? But you're bringing PS4 games over, right? Right, but my PS, <laughs> but I can play PS4 games on there, <laughs> right? It, like, it makes zero sense, man. If you know, yes. Okay, maybe the PSVR's resolution isn't going to be, well, definitely isn't going to be as good as the resolution on the PSVR 2. But we figured out how to make resolution work, right? We figured out how to make motion blur and all of those other things work. They worked on the PSVR. Why can't they work on the PSVR 2? Why can't you make those things? Why can't you put in the time to make those things better for the for the new piece of hardware that you're coming out and expecting me to spend three four hundred dollars whatever it is when it comes out just Mm -hmm. like you expected me to spend a comparable amount of money on the original PSVR like this is this is the type of stuff right and I I don't I don't uh, play in the fanboy console war games I don't you know I am Mm -hmm. Switzerland when it comes to that kind of stuff but but objectively things that annoy me about Sony are things like this, right? First off, they, they make incredibly, incredibly enticing, uh, um, trailers for games and sizzle reels that Mm -hmm. are, they look spectacular and they give you no dates. They just put, you know, maybe a year, maybe a year you'll get out of many of the games that they release. Um, and peripherals, they do the exact same thing. PSVR 2 is another one of those peripherals where they're doing the exact same thing. Where where is oh it's coming out, and it's gonna be great, and it's gonna do all the stuff. It's gonna fold your laundry, and and everything is is gonna be beautiful. You know, like world peace will be solved when you purchase a PSVR 2 um, when it finally releases, whenever that is. And we're gonna make you spend an obscene amount of money on this relative to the price of the console on which you also need to have in order for you to use this thing Mm -hmm. but i am not going to reward you for your loyalty because this is a thing that sony does i'm not going to reward you for your loyalty um for uh going out and and spending this extra money on this device and doing all the stuff you probably have Uh, You know about our previous catalog of of games in this space, uh, but you can't play them. Yeah, you're gatekeeped. Nope. Right. You can't play them. This, oh, oh, it drives me insane. The arrogance, the arrogance of an organization where they come out and they don't even say really definitively why they can't. They just say they won't. Mm -hmm. And they expect the gamers to just continue to to put up with it right and because you know because we do right those people that want a psvr are going to still go out and buy a psvr and they're going to be very excited about it and and go ahead and be excited about it right it's a new piece of tech and they got all this stuff but the games that they showed at their at their showcase were games that i have on my on my oculus now meta quest 2 yeah right and have played for years with the same control scheme, in the same resolution, you're not doing anything, in, you know, innovative. Yeah. And, and in fact, the games that you're not going to let me play on the PSVR 2, I also have on my meta quests that are on the PSVR. Hmm. So, like, you know, tell me why you can't do this. Don't tell me that you won't. Because yeah. there's no excuse for you n- for you. To refuse to do it, tell me why you why it's not possible. Because right. if it is if it is possible, you should be doing it. No excuse, Sony.
0: Rant over. Well, I hope you bring the same curiosity into our namesake of the show. Uh that was heated. And uh <laughs> that's from a person that owns a PS five. Uh yep. and, and he's heated about it. I currently do not. Uh, and I currently, uh, want to get, it. so, and I wanted to get the PSVR too, but, you know, another little straw that big, broke the camel's back here. Uh, test your might, the video it. game debate show namesake here, Cicero Holmes against Justin, the duck, the Shenanah men here to stay. And it's your job. Remember to pick the winner. Let us know. Below, who lasagna, won each debate? Lasagna, <clears throat> Yep, Mama's lasagna. <laughs> On to the first question here tonight. Um, according to sources, with the new Sonic game, Sonic Frontiers, you, and I quote, can't even scratch some bosses until you unlock Super Sonic. So, what is the hardest game to get the hang of when you first boot that thing up?
1: Cicero, uh, so go ahead. I'll let you uh, decide what you want to do mm. first. So, you know what? I think I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, so, th- this question is great because I, I know that that 95% of the people that are listening to this right now have a certain type of game in their brain for uh what what this ge- what the right answer should be in fact they probably have a specific studio in mind um or, or you know and 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 that would be if you if you choose any of the games from that studio you you've got the right answer um and you're right you know what um the game would be any UFC game Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I. In fact, I'll go with the latest UFC, UFC Four.
0: All right, UFC Four. Uh, go ahead. Uh, tell the tell the fans what what oh, makes t- it so t- hard t- t- at the beginning. Well, yeah.
1: So um, so so the game is a fighting game, right? And and you know uh a sports fighting game as opposed to a you know a, a street fighter fighting game. And um, in, in in so doing, it is a simulation of an actual sport. And it was built off of, uh, you know, basically they're built off the remnants of VA Vancouver. Um, and they took the Fight Night engine and created this UFC game. Well, uh, Fight Night is great because you're boxing. So you're just using your hands. And, and the controls were great because it, it really allowed you, they were super intuitive in terms of boxing with your left and your right and ducking and dodging and doing that kind of stuff. Um, well, now you're doing all of those things with your hands, but you're also doing those same things with your feet. And then you g- get on the ground and you've got like choke holds and different positions that you can move into and, and um, you know, and all of these Different button combinations that will allow you to do different moves that work uh, strategically at very specific moments. And you have to know what those moves are, when and when the right time to use them is uh, to really maximize everything that's going on within the game. And uh, immediately, that's it's impossible. (laughs) Impossible. All right. I like it uh,
0: now for myself. I don't know if you've played this, Cicero, but right. uh, I'm about to squad up here. Uh, okay. And if you get that reference, that would be the developer squad. And I'm talking about Kerbal Space Program. Uh, this game is terrible. Well, it's good. After a long, long time. But at first, when you get in that game, this is a space flight simulation with physics-based engine game uh, where you play as a Kerbal, which are kind of humanoid aliens, building a space, you know, a space jet. Go into space. But you need to do math in this game because with the physics engine, if you have the wrong calculations, you're not going to space. You're going big bada boom. Uh, you're not making it very far. So when you pick this up and you and you boot it up and you think, oh, I want to put a wing here. Ooh, I want to put an engine here. Oh, there's the cockpit. You're not taking into effect wind resistance. You're not taking into effect how much fuel and how much pressure is inside that combustion engine. You are gonna blow up. <laughs> so to pick it up out the gate, you know, this is like you're training to be a NASA flight uh, astronaut. Like you need to know stuff in order to play this game good and they are making a second one it's coming out 2023 uh which amazes me uh this game is on almost every single system you would ever want to play it on or not play it on uh it looks fun but once you get in there uh it's not just pressing buttons like ufc you could you could at least throw a few punches in my mind in ufc and hit a few bodies but in this one you press a few buttons you ain't going very far uh, you need to do some research and do some math and find out the trigonometry, you know, all the all the charts and all the angles in order to get this to go properly. Kerbal Space Program, let's fly into the ground. Uh, go ahead, Cicero. Why is UFC
1: worse than that or harder than that? Um, well, because because it doesn't seem like it should be, right? Uh, Kerbal Space Program. Uh, Great choice. Great choice. Uh, because the game is impossibly hard. But that's 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 my expectation. Right. Like, oh, I'm trying to go to space. That's impossible. People people are, are scientists. Right. That's who goes to space. Right. <laughs> the scientists design that stuff. And now you're asking me to be a scientist. I can't tie my shoes. Um, so, so yeah, like, duh, I'm not, I'm going to blow up. Of course I'm expecting to blow up. That's going to be part of the fun is how spectacularly can I blow up? But, but UFC, it's a fighting game, right? Like I should be able to go in and, and, and yeah, punch somebody in the face. I know how to punch. I know how to push buttons and, <laughs> and make the, make the arms go like this and, and hit the face. Um, you know, I can wax on and wax off. And and you think that that'll be enough, and it's not. It's not enough. You will you will lose. You will tap. You will get knocked out. These things will happen, right? And then you'll get locked up in a position, and you're like, "Well, what do I do? How do I get out? How did I get in this in the first place?" That's and that's not expected. Kerbal Space Program, it is. So just yeah yeah. Go ahead. I disagree.
0: Kerbal Space Program doesn't have simulation, and it's not a sports game. You're not expecting, uh, you know, a fighter here. You're expecting a space game, sure, but something that obviously has friendly characters on the cover makes you think that it's going to be a kind of easygoing, let's go to space and explore game uh, like most space games are, and then it hits you like a ton of bricks. Uh, it, it, it's not something that is is marketed as a learning tool, it's marketing. It doesn't even have the word simulation on it until you read the back uh, in fine print. If you're if you're a kid, if you're a kid and you see the cover of this box art, you're thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna go to space. I'm gonna have some fun." And you boot it up, and it's a math problem. Uh, it's it's a ter- that's a turn of a page right there. You weren't expecting that uh, from these cute little alienoid human creatures on the cover. You think, "Oh yeah, I know you." Like you said, I know how to throw a few punches. Sure. I know how to make a paper plane, but that's, it's not going to do it when you have to have physics and math involved in, in a game that's supposed to be chill. Uh, th- this is something that is, could be a learning tool for NASA because of how difficult it is. Uh, it, it, catch, it Like I said, it hits you like a ton of bricks. The, the learning curve is so steep that most people give up because it, it, it just isn't fun at that point. Uh, sure, there are the fans that love this game, and there are the scientific scientists that love this game and the mathematicians that love this game. But for the average player, when you boot up a space game or a space program game, you think it's going to be fun, learning experience, a little bit of you know miss, missed opportunity here and there, and of crashing. But for the most part, you think it's going to be a fun experience, not an entire game based around math and doing it correctly to standards of actual space travel. Uh, I don't think that uh, UFC can really fight against that. You know. No pun intended. I feel like Mm. UFC, even if you don't know the buttons and even if you don't know how to play or you've never played a UFC game, you know going in that that's going to be a punching, kicking game. And if you push enough buttons, you can beat someone or hit someone. You're not just going to be falling over and falling on the ground and keeling, you know, breaking ankles by yourself in the corner. You're, You're going to be taking a few jabs, but you'll still be able to throw a few punches back in my opinion even with random button pressing and and that's where K- Kerbal I think dominates or trumps you because with a few random button presses you ain't going nowhere in my game you will be on the ground keeling and and breaking your ankles
1: so you know justin you've you've kind of made my point for me and I appreciate that I really do um in in being honest yeah. you have you have aided me um because you said that that Kerbal Space Program is so difficult that most people don't even learn how to play the game because it's not fun. Right? It's just that's it's so like these are games. And sometimes games are really difficult, right? And sometimes games aren't fun, but games should be fun, right? They should entice you to over, to want to come back to beat the challenge of whatever that, that game is. Mm-hmm. And if a game is so difficult that most of the people are like, ah, no, I can't do it, it is too hard, then that game is not winning. UFC, on the other hand, gives you the space to learn and to grow. There is nothing better than going in and saying, this was difficult. I remember when this was hard, And now I've got it. I understand how this game works. It's not just a a bunch of random controls that somebody tossed together. This all makes sense. And once it unlocks, man, I've got it. I'm good now. And that feeling is incredible. And that's the feeling you want to chase. And you can't get that in Kerbal Space Program, but you can get that in UFC 4. All right.
0: Okay, I get you. Uh, uh, just to throw a, a little jab before we move on, uh, mine mm-hmm. is getting a sequel, uh, so that means it is uh, something that people will play through and try and finesse. Uh,
1: okay. UFC, unfortunately, it's not. Unfortunately, I'm disappointed. What do you mean? No, there's there's <clears throat> plenty of them. They come out like every two years. I,
0: I don't see anything in the uh, EA Sports catalog for future games. Uh,
1: yeah, well, I mean, the fourth one just came out.
0: In 2020, yeah, sure. <laughs> Two years late. Okay, all right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> on to the next one, sister. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley continues to pull players and in, and they are proving to have a lot of content in the roadmap for the next year. So it is our jobs to pick an unannounced Disney Pixar movie uh, mm-hmm. and put it on the next for Rome for the roadmap. Uh, don't forget the location and character from that property uh you went first in the last one do you do you yeah. want to choose again I don't, I don't, I don't care. care you can keep going no man you you uh you choose all right uh i'll I'll switch it off then I'll go first uh okay. for this one I went with a bug's life oh. uh a classic movie I grew up with uh which tripled in value in the box office uh which means nothing to this argument but 1998 held a heart held a held a place in my heart for a bug's life Uh, The little things matter, too. Uh, It's not always about the big characters. It's about what's beneath your feet or beneath your backyard. Uh, Obviously, the lead character that you're going to be able to invite back to Dreamlight Valley would be Flick, uh, which is the main bug in this movie. Uh, And he would have missions based around uh, his enemy, which is a grasshopper uh, named Hopper. (laughs) So... You know, it it would be very easy for them to implicate this realm, which you would. Realms are like a portal doorway you go through, and then uh, you enter their dreams, Mm -hmm. like streams or whatever, uh, and you're able to bring him back into your valley, uh, Dreamlight Valley. So, it's very easy to implicate a giant tree that you are shrunk down into, and you have to deal with his problems and his life, uh, in his world, which is underground or on the base of the ground walking across it as an ant. Uh very easy to implicate and uh would hold a unique viewpoint and a in a unique gameplay element that uh they've dabbled in but not really thrown their feet into. Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, uh I see your flick, that's a good one, Bug's Life. Um but uh yeah, so m- my choice I really can't talk about it. We don't talk about it. And that's Bruno from (laughs) Encanto. So um, this would be... So what's cool about this is we're not going to use Mirabelle, which is the lead lead protagonist from Encanto. We're actually going to use Bruno, and it'll kind of be a prequel. So we'll be in the house, um, and we'll be in the walls with Bruno discovering all sorts of different things. <laughs> we don't talk as about Bruno he, Right. As uh you know, as he is kind of running around in the walls and will like uh learn about everyone in the house and all the different worlds in that house. Um which is which is awesome because that the, the house itself can be a portal and then within the house there are several other portals.
0: All right. Uh so Bruno is the character that you would bring back to Dreamlight Valley. Uh Correct. Don't talk. I about it. I I I see uh it working with that. I see uh obviously Ratat- Ratatouille is already in the game and his af- affinity with rats is bar none. Uh right. so that would work out great for character balance and character uh relationships, I guess. Mhm. I I don't see like I don't see the house working like that though. I don't. I don't see the house working as a portal center or a a train station, per se. Uh, I I think his ability to foresee the future is also something that would be kind of overlooked. There's not much you can really do with that because the the action is really happening throughout the game as you play. You know, the darkness and the forgetting uh, is what it's called. The forgetting is really hitting the characters as it happens so foreseeing the future might be a down step for me i think the direct nature of flick and hopper fighting or flick and hopper dealing with their problems uh, is more direct so i think it's something that we could really touch on and also see a little bit of a side story uh a bugs life didn't get a sequel uh, right. so i don't think bruno will either uh we don't talk about that but I feel like uh, I feel like Flick and the shrinking, and you know we're getting grounded soon, which blew up, uh, and it's going to blow up even more once it's full release. I, I feel like this shrinking down, the like, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" element uh, into another world could work well uh, for Dreamlight Valley. I think it would, uh, and then Hopper, of course, being the enemy of that world, could also work. Uh, you've you've got circus animal the circus bugs of course you know in that world uh that were always funny uh i'm a beautiful butterfly uh <laughs> you know i don't i don't know i i think i think flick is a better choice i think that shrinking down into a tree uh and dealing with his problems and then bringing him back to dreamlight valley would be very interesting and helpful uh and it would allow a new form of exploration uh not only would you have your normal self walking around as full size in Dreamlight Valley, but then you would have this ability to shrink and go in hidden corridors that were there the whole time that we just didn't know about. And Disney's very keen to do that kind of stuff. I think uh, the under your nose aspect could change the game because you'd be able to find stuff that was literally under your nose the entire time.
1: Yeah, well, and and you know, and that's cool. I I, I got to give it to you. That's cool. Um, but Here's another thing that that uh, is not necessarily under your nose, but staring you right in the face, and that's those are paintings. Mm-hmm. There are paintings everywhere in Dreamville, so or Dream Valley, right in the valley, mm-hmm. there are paintings, and in all of those paintings is a is a world that Bruno can explore, because we know that Bruno, you know, he travels in between the walls. He, He's in the paintings. He's doing all that stuff. We we can use that as a way to open up new worlds and and new adventures, um, and new narrative opportunities. So you know, much in the same way that you're you know you're talking about shrinking things down and and, and uh, being smaller, you can also dive into uh, dive into these worlds. Think about this. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Mary Poppins, but that's something that they use to great effect in that movie. Um, so imagine Bruno hanging out with Mary Poppins, going on a, uh, on a steeplechase ride with Mary Poppins. That's something that is entirely possible.
0: Um, as much as I would like to see Mary Poppins brought in, a live-action character brought into Dreamlight Valley, which uh, she's one of my favorites as well. So, tugging at my strings here. uh, But I, I think they're really going to stick with the animation of Pixar and Disney. I don't think they're going to venture off into the live action at all. Uh, I don't know. You let us know, right. fans, who won that nice. one. That was interesting. On to the third debate. Uh, Cicero, I'll let you choose first on this one. Uh, all right. Sims 4, the base game, is going free to play. Uh, if you didn't know, get ready. If you don't own it, go play some Sims 4. It's a good time. Uh. We're gonna have a classic PC versus match. Uh so these are games that came out on the PC, uh, I believe it was ninety-nine and two thousand and one. So they're very old, right. uh, you know, aging us a little bit. But right. uh which is better and why? Then the two choices are roller coaster tycoon and the Sims. And these are the original base games, no DLC or extra content. Uh Cicero, which would you like?
1: Uh I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna choose Roller Coaster Tycoon.
0: Okay. And we don't talk about Bruno. Uh yeah. All right, go I'm ahead. Lead it off, all right. man.
1: All right, so um part of the reason that I'm going to choose Roller Coaster Tycoon is because it was a fully functioning game from the start. Mm-hmm. Right? Um and th- like it did. So if you got Roller to- Coaster Tycoon and you never got anything else, with with rollercoaster tycoon to, to deal with you would have a fulfilling game i can't say the same about the sims all right
0: uh rollercoaster tycoon is is uh <laughs> yeah, you mic dropped already uh chris sawyer made rollercoaster tycoon and he did it in a very unique way uh very few people have made games that way uh which i can't even remember the way because it was so difficult to code it <laughs> that way uh And I've played many, 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 many amusement parks in that game. The Sims, on the other hand, uh, Maxis, uh, Mm -hmm. was one of the first big EA titles that I really touched base on as a kid. Uh, I had all the DLCs, uh, but we're only talking about the originals, but they made a lot of them. Uh, This was a life sim game, Uh, literally. Uh, You would create a guy, buy a house, Build the house if you wanted to. Furnish the house. Design houses if you really wanted to. That was one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Go on dates uh, with your neighbors. Have parties. Get a job. Go to work. Die. Have babies. Whatever you wanted to do, it's a life sim. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. It was unique. It was something that was, yeah, we had SimCity. Yeah, we had Roller Coaster Tycoon. But this was personal. You were able to create a second life. Uh, before Second Life, uh, this was something that you were able to venture and just have fun and worry about your meters half the time. Uh, are you going to the bathroom? Did you eat? Do you need social? Do you need to talk with friends? You know, uh, these were all things that you would think about. How can I have fun? Watch some TV. I don't like this show. Change the TV. Uh, crazy amounts of detail. And and that's not even touch basing that's not even touching base on, the the house building aspect, uh, interior design, exterior design, building the lot and also building everything inside of it. Uh, you know, AutoCAD is a thing, but it's very difficult to use unless you know how. Uh, this was something that was very approachable for people that wanted to do some landscaping or design a home. Sure, it was you know two directions you couldn't go you know full full diagonals right but it was something and it was and it was something that you could just sit there with endless money and design homes if you really wanted to you didn't even have to have a sim mm-hmm. rollercoaster tycoon was good for amusement parks uh it it was it was good for giving you a kind of look into how it would be to run an amusement park and hope you don't have to use any coupons to get people in uh right <laughs> you know you you would have to hire people to clean the park. You'd have to hire people to mow the grass. And I'm not even gonna go into I'm not even gonna go into how we can destroy people in either of these games because we don't we all did it. Uh, yep. You know, ladders over here and fireworks and picking them up <laughs> and putting them in water on the other hand or shuttle shuttle launching. Yeah, things were happening. Uh, they are both games. I think mine did a little bit more for the
1: community. So, um, you know what? I'll even agree that yours did more for the community in terms of the more important game, in quotes, um, for gaming at at large. uh, The Sims is a much more important game, a a game that that definitely, uh, or as a franchise, it was a more important franchise. Uh, It has done more for the gaming community than Rollercoaster Tycoon. However, however, and and all of the things that you said about The Sims as a real-life simulator are mostly accurate, right? Um, and here's the thing that kept me from choosing this, because obviously I had the choice of picking The Sims or Rollercoaster Tycoon um, and and chose Roller Coaster Tycoon, even though I'm agreeing with all of your statements about The Sims, mostly. Mm-hmm. The Sims is a real life simulator in all of the best ways that original game, until it is not. Um, so you can design your own house and that is great, and you can go to work and you can find a job and you, you make friends with your with your neighbors, and you know you can build relationships, and you got to go to the bathroom, and you learn how to cook, and you do all that stuff, and you can get married, and you can have kids, and and it, or you can have a baby, and then your life is over because that baby never grows up, and you just have a baby forever. Everything else changes, but that baby remains a baby, and. All you're you know, and that baby is is helpless. And and all you've got now is oh no no no. I, I take that back. That baby becomes uh uh goes from a toddler to a little kid and never grows up beyond a little kid and mm-hmm. is helpless. It can't use the stove. All it does from that point on is just be a drag on you never grows up to be a fully functioning adult and go off and do its own thing um and that really drags the game down whereas roller coaster tycoon is exactly you get to build an amusement park with more more or less awesome roller coasters and and all sorts of other things in there um you know you got attractions you get to build those roller coasters you can you know, you can look at all the different things that are there and all all the, you know, and just make the best theme park that you possibly can. Um, and nothing stops you. There's nothing that really takes you out of the game to keep you from doing that task of making the best theme park that you possibly can. Or the most haunted theme park that you possibly can. All of those things are, are absolutely possible in Rollercoaster Tycoon, where in in The Sims, uh, that base game, there was there was stuff that really took you out of the experience.
0: So I'm going to push back a little bit. Uh, okay. You know, babies, sure. Toddlers, okay. Kids, sure. Uh, something that you don't have to choose to do, right? Mm-hmm. That's something that you can choose to do if you're into the romance uh, in the game. Uh, you right. don't have to, but you can. Right. Right. Rollercoaster Tycoon, on the other hand, uh, your job is to maintain this park and continue to bring more rides and more guests and sell more money and eventually pay back the loan that you had originally and make this right. make this park profitable. Right. As Sims allows you to freely create what you want and have fun with it at no expense. Rollercoaster Tycoon, at the other hand, in the on the other hand when you create a roller coaster and you think i'm going to make something awesome i'm going to make this cool roller coaster everyone's done it go across the whole map with the upward angles and then down and you're like these people are going to love this and then you're going to make twists and corkscrews and then that roller coaster gets zero rating and insanely large puke rating uh right. and it doesn't sell and it brings your right. business down so that freedom aspect of let's make something cool uh is taken out. You need to. You need to really have that simulation aspect down pat. Because if you make something that's just a tad bit too crazy, they won't like it, and it's going to be a waste yeah. of your money. So I think yeah. that you don't have that freedom. That drags you down. That pulls you out. That freedom that's, to just create and have fun is but gone. That
1: is. It's not just. It's not about the freedom to create and have fun. It's a. It's the. Uh, it's the task of building the best theme park and sometimes that means that you don't make the most epically large roller coaster you make the most fun roller coaster and some you know every now and then you you try and you you know you don't always knock them out of the park and that's a thing that you have to discover in that game but like you said, yeah, you could choose not to have kids in the Sims, but that that's like stopping you from ex- the real life simulation part of this real life simulator. Is like, oh well, you know what? I'm not going to have a kid because if I have a kid, it ruins the fun, right? It starts ruining my fun. And not to say, you know, the that's that's not real. Um it changes your fun when you really have kids, but eventually your kids grow up. And that's, you know, that's part of life, but not in The Sims.
0: Oh, you know, I, I distinctly remember downloading a um, someone's map of uh, a, a real life place that we know and love. That's just north of a few oh. of us. Uh, Six Flags Great America in not Roller Coaster Tycoon. Uh, it's just it's just east of me. Well, it's there, uh, and it's right. a very profitable place. It's been around for a long time uh, here in Gurney. Uh, now, in the game, this park fails. It does not make money uh, because it is too extreme on most of the rides, and it, and it just doesn't have the flow of traffic that, in the real park, it works. But if you want to nail that, that simulation, why doesn't it work? If you make your own map and base it off of a real place that is profitable and it fails. Doesn't that, doesn't that kind of ruin the experience for you?
1: Well, it does. (laughs) If, it failed for the same reasons that, uh, six flags is a quote unquote success. Now the CEO of six flags just came out and said, Hey, uh, You know, this great America thing isn't really working out because it's just teenagers running around not spending any money. Um, So, like, uh, so maybe it's. it's (laughs) So, it's down to the teenagers
0: in both games, huh?
1: Yes, it is down to the teenagers (laughs) in both games. Uh, Well, it's down to the teenagers in one game and down to the teenagers in real life. So, uh, yeah, so like, you've got to make the flow better. Um, And, you know, sometimes things don't work in simulations that do work in real life and and like that is that is the beauty of real life is sometimes you can't even in the simulations explain why this works all right it works but it shouldn't just (laughs) like this show (laughs) somehow it works but it shouldn't
0: yeah uh we should all be in the ladder or in the pools without ladders right now. Uh that's right. <laughs> that's our show for test your might. Uh onto the leaderboard. Remember, let us know who you thought won. Uh down in the comments or uh down in the review section on
1: uh
0: Apple Pods or Spotify. Let us know. But the leaderboard, this is a fun one. Uh rolling off of the hardest game to get the hang of. What is the top five? Let's do the top four. Most difficult games to beat. Now, this is to complete. So this isn't to get the hang of and then get better at. This is total completion. What is the most difficult games? Uh, Cicero, you go ahead with your three.
1: All right. Uh, I'm going to say classic Battletoads.
0: That is the 1991 uh, Battletoads, correct?
1: That is correct. All right. That is correct. Um I am going to say uh, Um you know what? I'm going to go with a um a, a more recent game, Cup Cuphead. Mm. Okay. Um uh I don't know if it was the most difficult, but it was, it was, it was super effing hard. Um, and uh, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back into the crates, and I'm gonna say the original Pitfall. Ooh,
0: like old school, like the old school, Atari. Yeah,
1: rah, 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 Atari Pitfall. All
0: right, uh, Atari
1: Twenty Six Hundred.
0: Uh, I was also going to say Battletoads. Oh, I'm glad you put it on there. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with Ghosts and Goblins. The uh, classic. Good one. Uh, good one. Yeah, that is 1985. Uh, difficult, yeah. difficult games were older ones. Now they're all kind of like easy for everyone. Or, yeah. Uh, or at least the difficulty level has brought it down. Uh, uh, let's see. You took that one. I have... The two thousand and four Ninja Gaiden or Gaiden. Hmm. Yes. Uh yeah, that was something that very few that I know finished anyway. Oh, 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 whoa. The future is coming back to Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> uh and then I think I'm gonna go with geez, it's hard to pick from these two, but I think I'm gonna go with Contra.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Because without a second player,
1: okay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Without, a, without a single player. 30, yeah. And without yeah. using the 30, 30 lives. Yes.
0: Yes. That's that's where it comes in like the cheat codes could know. change all of these games. Yeah. I know Game Genie was a thing. Uh Right. Game Shark was a thing for most of these as well. Uh All right, you must have Cicero. Uh
1: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Pitfall
0: okay and I will go with Ninja Gaiden
1: okay uh
0: so we're gonna pick two more
1: Battle Battletoads Ghosts and Goblins <laughs> uh
0: I am against Cuphead by the way uh cause okay. it is beatable it's one of those hard to play at first get to know sure and then it's it's yeah. okay uh, Battle Toads, that jet ski level, yeah, that that just puts it up there immediately. I think in my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Battle Toads is up there. Oh, 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 well. Oh. Okay, oh. okay. And then, Ghosts and Goblins, uh, or Contra.
1: I, I'm going Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, Contra.
0: Ghosts and Contra Goblins. Contra was. Like... You get in your undies Contra. real quick in that game. Absolutely, absolutely. Like even in the absolutely. in the new one, like it's still right. they they maintain been, that difficulty.
1: I've been playing that game for almost thirty years, and still haven't beaten it. Uh, I <laughs> right, no, 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 I haven't come. I haven't come close.
0: Oh, not, I mean, not
1: even not even close. Yeah, to beating that game. All right, like it's 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 like getting <laughs> to the second stage is is an accomplishment
0: i was thinking of putting superman 64 on there but it is beatable it's just broken
1: it's yeah it's terrible
0: yeah it's just a bad game uh right uh but we don't talk about bruno uh so our leaderboard for the top four most difficult games of all time to beat is pitfall from the atari ninja gaiden from the 2004 game battletoads the original 1991 and ghosts and goblins the original 1985 and uh, that's our show here over at TesterMite, episode eighty nine. Uh, the Shenandoah Men bring it to you again. Remember, down below, let us know well, who you thought won. If you say Cicero, yeah. I'll just I'll just comment back and say no, you're wrong. Uh, yeah, because we right, don't talk about right. Bruno. Uh, <laughs> that's
1: right.
0: But uh, yeah, so as for Cicero and Justin the Duck, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed yourself.
1: Bye. Bye. Dude, what yeah yeah, yeah. Dude, he's watching the pizza
0: guy you made him watch yeah <laughs> you made him watch. Yes. oh i got i got one too so it'll, it'll and then
1: yeah so then so uh so yeah so i made him watch uh-huh. um the pizza the pizza guy leave okay. right and he just sat there and he watched the pizza guy leave then i took the phone out and he realized that that was the end for him like, once he saw the pizza guy leave, then he died. Um, <laughs> he died in that room, and then the urn came. And that's when I opened the room back up for his... So his mom came into the room, and she just started crying over the urn. So she just come in there every day. Like, she wasn't able to get in there for days. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Wait, did, did the mom eat the pizza that got delivered? No. Like? So So in that game... Yeah. If you order a pizza, you, you have to get to the, the door. You have to go to the door and get the pizza that you ordered. So
0: that pizza so, delivery guy didn't even know what was going on. He just thought he got prank called.
1: Yes. <laughs> so he rang the bell and nobody came to the door, and he just he was like, "Oh well," and he like left, and the kids staring in the window, looking at the pizza guy as the pizza guy drives away. <laughs> Just, that's diabolical and he's just watching his own demise
0: so when I played the game uh, yeah. I also had a child okay. and uh, started going downhill and DCFS shows up I don't know if you knew this in the original game but DCFS can show up and they just start uh, taking crap out of your right, house yeah, and they just start right, taking yeah. all your stuff and I'm, I'm like screaming at the computer like I didn't want this Now I'm losing my TV
1: and all my stuff. (laughs) And
0: then I started a new game. There you go.
1: Oh, man. And cut. Oh, that's great. That's great.